every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On brought to you today by our friends at Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. Real quick before we get to what's going on, there has been a trade kind of um in the NBA I say kind of because it can't become official until August 6th uh but uh, here it is according to ESPN Lakers uh, Montrez Harrell is opting into his 9.7 million dollar player option for next season with that opt in the Lakers are able to move toward completing a deal to acquire Kings guard Buddy Heald for forward Kyle Kuzma and Harrell uh, the trade still needs to be agreed upon, but there has been momentum toward uh, its ultimate completion per sources. And as I mentioned, due to a uh, a provision in Kyle Kuzma's contract, the uh, the deal cannot be completed until August 6th. But uh, there you go. Possible trade. Yeah, it's going to be a trade in the NBA. Um, I think it's just, I think Buddy healed. I think that's a win for the Lakers. I mean, Montrez Harrell wasn't much of a fit. Uh, I don't know. Um, how much they value Kyle Kuzma. I think they need a little bit different type of player, and Buddy Heald fits that mold very well. I don't know what Sacramento's doing. Who knows what Sacramento's ever doing, but they've got to build a, a team around De'Aaron Fox, and um, obviously they've come to the uh, the conclusion that uh, Buddy Heald is not the best fit for him. So there you go, possible deal uh, in the NBA already as we've got draft night tonight. Draft coverage officially begins coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, so make sure and stay tuned for that. We'll start off in what's going on with DJ and PK. David James flying solo this morning. He talked about the Jazz draft and what they should do with the 30th pick tonight. What should the Jazz do with the 30th pick in the draft? Dan says the usual. Pick the best athlete available. It's a safe answer, Dan. And nine times out of ten, I'd sign off on it, but not now. Brian's funny. Get another uncoordinated center. Ha ha! Not liking the as of week eight pick. Don says the future is now. Trade it out for cash. Another rookie isn't the answer. We are in win now mode. Don, I think you're on to something right there. Will they trade it out for cash? That's one way to do it. If you just heard the promo in the previous break. David Locke was saying, what can you do with the pick that helps you sign Mike Conley? Make it possible to sign Mike Conley. And so Don's point, hey, trade it for cash and use that cash to offset the losses. And when you say sign Conley, you're talking luxury tax. You're setting yourself up for not just another big salary and a high salary total, but luxury tax penalties on top of that. Depending on how long he signed for, you know, they've got repeating luxury tax penalties built into this, and it'll just turn into a lot of money. Now, Ryan Smith is new as an owner. You know, the Millers owned the team for so long, we could kind of gauge what they were going to do. History could be our guide, but Ryan has no track record. 
How willing is he to be in the luxury tax? How willing is he to be deep in the luxury tax? How many years is he willing to be deep in the luxury tax for? And how close does he have to be to a championship? Does he have to be like guaranteed it, overwhelming like the Warriors were with Durant? It's his money. It's easy for us to spend it all. And we will nonstop. But I think if you're an owner and you're in these positions, different owners are going to answer these different ways. And he hasn't been through this before. We aren't to the one-year mark of him buying the club yet. So these are all new questions, and it's hard to know. So Don, while traded out for cash, is one possible answer. I think a more likely scenario, and one that has been floated by multiple people, so I don't know who to give credit to at first, uh, Certainly, who we heard it yesterday from at Trib Jazz, Eric Walden joined us. And I said, Well, and the Jazz have been on the other end of these trades. You take Derek Favors and you attach the first round draft pick to a player with an expensive salary, and they might want the player a little, they might want the player quite a bit, but you throw in a late first round draft pick, and now they're willing to make the deal. For the money they're paying favors, for the minutes and the production they got in the playoffs, you can see going in another direction there. Who can they bring in for less money who enables them to play a different way? If you have favors, you're going to play the same way that you play with Gobert, but not as at high a level. Favors isn't as tall, he isn't as long. No one's going to defend the way Rudy does. Taylor is ready to move that pick and move Ingles and that pick for Ben Simmons. Get Simmons on the cheap and develop him, which Snyder is excellent at. You get the point. Could Jazz fans adapt to Ben Simmons? Taylor, you just took one of the Jazz most popular players ever. Top 10 most popular players in Jazz franchise history. Excellent summertime pro- uh, topic. Top 10 most popular. Has Joe got a shot at that? Yeah, absolutely he does. For Ben Simmons, public enemy number one. He thought he should be rookie of the year instead of Donovan Mitchell. Please. He was in his second year. Cheater. And then he thought he should be defensive player of the year instead of Rudy Gobert. Just picking off jazz star players one after another. And in trying to insult them, and now you want to come here? Well, he probably doesn't want to come here. I don't know where he wants to go, but I can't imagine Utah's at the top of his list. So, just because it's hilarious, that would be a story, and we love stories, and we love stories that are hilarious. But I don't think that's happening. On the Philadelphia end of things, the reporting there says they are waiting patiently, not for the draft, but for the Olympics to end, and Lillard to come back and see his reaction to what's going on in Portland. And is Bradley Beal going to demand out in Washington? And can Philly get into that? Brian says, I'd draft a point guard or a power forward. If the fit isn't right there, trade the pick. Jazz got to fill those two needs somehow this offseason. You need to fill them with somebody who can play pretty quickly. You look at the history of the Jazz and the draft. And there have been a handful of guys 
who are so good that if the Jazz are that committed right now, if they've worked guys out and they've interviewed guys and they've talked to guys' references and they really believe in somebody, then they shouldn't trade this pick. I mean, that's how they felt about Rudy Gobert. On draft night, they had this little room off to the side where they did the press conferences, and Dennis walked out of it, just a bundle of nerves and stress and adrenaline, (laughs) and he sat down at the podium, and Locke was over in the corner, like, making eyes, nodding his head. They all thought they had something in Rudy Gobert. And Locke told PK and I that night, it's going to be a while. Because he's really raw. But keep your eye on Gobert. Really. He could really be something. Well, now we all know what he's talking about. And they had an idea. If they had that kind of idea in somebody, I think they should draft him. And I think a smart move in the, run, in the short run is to trade him. And I think that's the most likely thing to happen, is to trade the pick. And maybe you trade it to get a first-round pick that probably can't be a, a worse first-round pick, right? <laughs> two, three years down the line. Or maybe you trade it to move a salary off your books. Favor would be an, an obvious possible example. Maybe there's a bigger deal out there that brings in the veteran you need to plug into this team. They've drafted lots of players in the back half of the first round. Morris Allman was the 25th pick. Costa Kufus was the 23rd. Eric Maynard was the 20th pick. All right, there you go. That's David James as What's Going On continues on uh, here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, agree with a lot of what DJ said right there. We, d- we have some uh, conflicting news in the NBA. We have a battle of the NBA insiders going on. Who will be right? Um, before we played that clip um, from uh, David James and DJ and PK this morning, we talked about how Adrian Wojnarowski has reported that the Lakers are going to move Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma to the Kings in exchange for Buddy Heald. Well, hold the phone because now Sham Sharania of The Athletic is reporting. Just in, he says, four minutes ago. The Lakers and Wizards are engaged on a trade that would send Russell Westbrook to L.A. Westbrook wants a move elsewhere, and the Lakers are his preferred destination. Shams adds, the Lakers and Wizards are discussing a trade that would send Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope for Westbrook. The Lakers' uh, number 22 pick in the draft could be in play, too. Wow, I'd way rather have Buddy Heald than Russell Westbrook. I mean, way rather have Buddy Heald than Russell Westbrook. That, but trading for Russell Westbrook would be the the ultimate Laker move, right? You know, yeah, that has that absolutely has LeBron's name written all over it, right there. The Lakers here. Listen, the 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 reason the Lakers aren't a better team. I'm not gonna go grandiose, but the, the, what they're missing is shooting. They can't shoot. They can't shoot the ball at all. And so you you add a yeah let's let's bring in the most inefficient shooter in the entire league, the guy that actually hurts his team when he shoots the ball. Let's bring in that guy. Not to mention the get to the rim guy who relies on athleticism as he enters. Kind of you know not that Russell Westbrook's an old player per se, but you know entering the back part of his career where that is uh, certainly going to leave him eventually. Now I I love 
I'm not a huge Russell Westbrook fan because I don't like his style of play, and I don't know how well that would fit with LeBron. I do feel like he would fit with LeBron from an attitude and a want-to-win and a play-hard perspective because say what you will about Russell Westbrook, he brings that to the table every single night. And in a world of, of uh, load management and uh, you know half the league isn't trying on defense and all this, that dude gets gets in there and gives it his all every game. But I absolutely do not think that that would be a good move for the Lakers. I think uh, Buddy Heald, getting Buddy Heald would be a good move. Getting Russell Westbrook, that contract, and they'd have to give up more to do it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that being a thing. All right, well, we'll see. We have a, we have a battle of the insiders. Uh, Shams is reporting one thing. Woj is reporting another. We'll see what the Lakers end up doing. But it uh, looks like Kyle Kuzma, the former Ute, is on the move either way, which I think actually would be a good thing for him. Maybe not a good thing to go to the Kings, uh, or I guess, or the Wizards for that matter. But um, moving on, getting a fresh start. Not that, that Kuz has failed with the Lakers. Uh, I, I don't believe that. I mean, he certainly has a title that he contributed to, but you know, maybe for his own you know, furthering of his own career, going to a different opportunity. And if he goes to really either the Kings or the Wizards, he's going to have he's going to have the ball in his hands more and be able to play a, a bigger role, I would think. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Eric asked me in my ear uh, what, what this does for uh, for Bradley Beal. I don't know. I don't know how much Bradley Beal enjoyed playing with Russell Westbrook. The, the, the problem with Beal is, is this. Why hasn't he recruit, uh, requested a trade like, the past three years, I mean, the Wizards have been going nowhere with Bradley Beal for a long time. You think he's like just during all be a the Washington guy? For well, during all life? that John Wall stuff, I mean, why wasn't he clamoring to get out then? I mean, I think Bradley Beal is. I want to get paid every penny that I possibly can, and the way that he's eligible for a supermax contract is by staying with the Wizards. So, I think he's he's looking out for number one a little bit there, which I don't blame him. But I think that's the reason he's so hesitant, because now everybody's saying, "Well, is Bradley Beal on the move?" Well. Washington's been going nowhere fast pretty much since John Wall ruptured his Achilles, right? If not before, because they weren't a, a terrific pairing Wall and Beal. In fact, when they played together, both their numbers fell off. So why hasn't Beal been requesting a trade for a while now? I think that's the reason. Plus, he knows he can score a zillion points on the Wizards and and be that you know all-star, all-NBA player. So I don't know. Beal's a funny one. And if I if I were Beal, did I did I really enjoy playing next to Russell Westbrook? Because I wouldn't think that anybody would enjoy playing next to Russell Westbrook. Nothing personal to him, but I mean, he's got he's got the ball in his hands the whole game. How does he fit with LeBron? I don't think he does, unless LeBron and, and this might be a thing. Unless LeBron truly just does wants to take a different role, he doesn't want to be the the one making plays constantly. Maybe he wants to be off the ball a little bit more, which we've heard. Uh, conversation of that he doesn't want to necessarily be the Lakers end all be all the point guard and all that that maybe he does want to go off the ball a little bit but um, there you go uh, as far as the, the Jazz go and what David said I I'm, I'm with him I think the the likelihood is they move off the pick and I'm, I'm not anticipating anything spectacular um, as far as big names that can move you know Ben Simmons continues to be the number one. Um, kind of topic of conversation, but if you believe the reports today, D- Daryl Morey uh, wants uh, Harden-like return for Ben Simmons, and I just don't think you're going to get that. I don't think you're going to get that from anybody. I, I don't know. The the shine has come off the car a little bit. I don't think you can um, give 
franchise player compensation for Ben Simmons because I just don't think he can be a franchise player. You know, if you're if you're somebody, you know, if you're an up and coming team out there and you want to, you know, acquire a star player to build around, I, I don't think he's that player. I mean, not that he's not good, I guess, but that that he just doesn't have the skill set that I think you can build a team around to be the guy. I just don't. And I think uh, probably NBA teams out there realize it. Maybe maybe a team out there thinks uh, that that adding Ben Simmons would put them over the top. I just don't know. I don't know what team that is. And his his inability to shoot the ball and his unwillingness to shoot the ball is the biggest problem. I mean, at least Giannis will take threes. At least at least he's willing to do that. Uh, ben Simmons won't even do it. And I I don't know if I buy that. Well, he's going into the lab this off season. I think it's just all a ploy. Philadelphia knows the score of the game. They want to move off him. They've got to keep his value high, and we'll see how high it is. But I certainly am, am not, you know, selling the farm to be in the Ben Simmons business. But I think he's probably the like most likely big name to be moved uh, tonight on draft night. Our coverage officially begins at six o'clock. The coach Tim Lacombe is going to be in the house, and we'll take you all the way uh, through the draft. We're hoping that uh, Jazz front office uh, Justin Zanuck will be made available to talk about what the Jazz. Uh, do or do not do on draft night. So it should be an exciting night here on the Zone Sports Network as uh, draft nights often are. All right. Uh, we didn't have a chance to uh, to get to Hanson Scotty and their part of what's going on. We'll do that coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Band of the Day. Today's 311. I want to remind you to listen each day uh, to The Big Show uh, through August 1st for your chance to win tickets to see your favorite artists. Uh, We'll be giving away a pair of tickets today to go see 311, but not yet. We'll give them away a little bit later on in the show, and it's brought to you by our friends at uh, Live Nation. You heard our Olympic update there. That is brought to you by our friends at Davis Vision. Davis Vision loves teachers. If you are a teacher who needs LASIK, Davis Vision wants to give back. Schedule a free consultation appointment and inquire about additional savings to their summer sale price. Call today, 801-253-3080 or davisvisionmd.com. All right, we'll get to Hanson Scotty in their clip uh, for what's going on here momentarily. But uh, we talked about the battle of the NBA insiders. Well, I think we have a winner, and I think that winner is Sham Sharania. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski had reported that uh, the Lakers were going to trade uh, Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harold to the Kings for Buddy Heald. Not so fast. Shams then reported that the Lakers are actually going to make a move for Russell Westbrook. And then uh, just a minute ago, um, Woj says uh, the Lakers are near a deal to require Washington's Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and a 2021 first-round pick. Woj adds there's no agreement in place and work still to do on a Westbrook uh, Westbrook Lakers deal, but talks with Kings on possible healed, jeez, on possible healed deal. 
had also been ongoing between the two teams. So now uh, it's uh, either one, but now Woj comes along a little bit with uh, the Shams bomb. So there you go. We'll see which way they go. Um, Let's see. I want to get Shams' latest because he says that – let's see here. Let me read this. Um, Lakers and Wizards are in serious talks on Russell Westbrook trade to L.A. Westbrook has become Lakers' primary focus. He would give them a dynamic playmaker alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So if you combine the reports – uh, both deals are still out there, according to Woj, but Sham says that the uh, the Westbrook deal is the Lakers' primary focus. Uh, I don't think that's the right deal myself. I think Buddy Heald makes them a much better team, but uh, you know, what do I know? Uh, I would guess uh, LeBron's preference is to play alongside Westbrook is what I'm reading through the lines there. So, All right, let's get to Hans and Scotty's clip for what's going on. They talked about the fate of BYU when it comes to uh, current conference expansion. It was already pretty bad, but Bob Bullsby in the Big 12 issuing a cease and desist to ESPN saying, quit screwing with our schools. We're done with this. As apparently, according to the cease and desist letter, ESPN has been actively trying to implode the Big 12, probably so they don't have to pay him another $500 million, and trying to force teams to the AAC uh, maybe even to other conferences as well to try to disperse these teams and find homes for them outside of the Big 12 so that the Big 12 will implode and go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I, I don't know what – I don't really know what Bob Bowlesby is going to get out of lawsuits. I guess he could have some type of – trail i guess he could have some hard copy maybe some red-handed incidences but what's he gonna do i don't think he can stop the train i don't think he can stop texas and oklahoma from leaving no no and i don't think this has any like i think they've they've kind of waved the white flag on texas and oklahoma i think it's about trying to survive with their eight uh that are remaining right now and frankly if i'm texas tech or if i'm oklahoma state or, you know, some of these other schools, Baylor, Baylor, the AAC doesn't sound like an appealing option. If I'm the, if I'm the big 12 and these eight remaining schools, I'm telling Bob Bowlesby, look, well, let's, and I think maybe it's a way to try to galvanize uh, themselves. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but they want to say, if I'm them, I'm like, Hey, let's go out and let's get some other teams and let's raid some conferences and let's build this back up. Uh, But if I'm Baylor and TCU looking at the AAC, I'm like that doesn't appeal to me at all. I'm not interested in that. But if I'm any network looking at the Big 12 after it's been pillaged of Texas and Oklahoma, I'm it's thinking, true. I don't want any of that. Yeah, and that's what ESPN's looking at. And ESPN's thinking, well, if we can get some of these big brands over to the AAC, maybe we've got a more valuable conference that is already a partner of ours. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that BYU would be an interesting member for the AAC if they tried to build it with parts of the Big yeah. 12. Yeah. I think that they would want to grab one of their already, you know, very deep, long times, long standing partners and put them in that AAC and say, all right, now we've got all of our golden boys. We've got our golden conference and BYU, who's been very good to us. And, and we know that BYU has brought some good numbers to ESPN. They feel good about that partnership. Otherwise, they wouldn't have extended it. Yeah. I mean, th- th- I could see this going a bunch of different ways. If they get all these Big 12 teams to go to the AAC, then that's a packed conference. And they're like, let's keep BYU. BYU is valuable to us as an independent. And 
we like them, that we can use them as scheduling fillers for some of these other Power 5 teams that we like. We can use them for uh, all kinds of purposes, which benefits BYU as well. Uh, So I could see them leaving BYU as an independent. But what's really stood out to me, Hans, over reading all of this, is that BYU is probably going to do what ESPN tells them to do. If ESPN says we need you in this AAC, one then they're going to go to the AAC, right? Like this, this may not even be a BYU decision. It might be an ESPN. Like, oh, you like that contract we've given you? Well, we bailed you out of independence. When you went independent, we bailed you out and we gave you a nice TV money and we we hooked you up with scheduling. If you want that to continue and to get paid and paid at a pretty good level, you're going to need to be in this conference. I could also see ESPN leveraging their relationship with BYU and BYU leveraging their relationship with ESPN to make this joint effort even yeah. more enticing or yeah. it, whatever they have to do to manipulate it, manipulating it together to try to build what it is that they want. You know, both of them just saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm we're happy. We're, we love what we're doing, but we're willing to do this, this and this and and using each other to make these things just a little bit more appealing. But you're right. I think that I think that. ESPN, you ever watch the movie Roxanne? Roxanne. You remember that? Oh, the guy yeah, with the, the big nose? Yeah, nose. the guy with the big nose. Yeah. And you remember when the dope is trying to speak love lyrics to Daryl Hannah? Yeah. And he's got the earpiece in. I feel like ESPN is behind the we or is behind the 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 trees and they've got the earpiece in for BYU and they're they're telling BYU, "Hey, this is how you're going to handle it." This is what's going to happen. We can get you to a conference, but let's move it this way and this way. I think that they're the ones that are going to be kind of controlling that ship to whatever BYU's eventual end is, Yeah, whether it's in a conference or remaining as independent. Here's the thing that I don't I look. I, Would you disagree with that? No, not at all. I think you, you feel like ESPN steering that ship? 100%. Okay. Yes. The thing that I don't know, and as somebody that's got a law degree and um, – could probably help us out a little bit on this is is ESPN doing anything wrong? I mean, morally, yes. Is it underhanded? Yes. Is it disgusting? Yes. Bowlesby thinks that it's illegal. That's and that's my question. Like, if what they're doing is it's factual and it has happened and and that's exactly what's going on, it's dirty. It's wrong. I mean, it's morally corrupt, but is it legally wrong what they're doing? Bowlesby seems to think so, and they're and that's why they're going in with all guns a blazing. But I don't know. Like, is this ESPN's right to? Do they have a right to do what they're doing? It seems cor- it seems a little shady, but ESPN seems to be pretty brazen about what seems to be going on. Apparently, there's some Bob Bowlesby. If he's coming this strong, he's probably got some proof. Whether it's an email chain, whether it's a text, um, whatever the case is, seems like. He's coming when you come this strong. Apparently, you must have some level of a paper trail. Must. You've got to have something. Uh, there are currently 11 teams in the AAC. You've got 11 teams Cincinnati, Tulsa, Memphis, Central Florida, SMU, Houston, Navy, Tulane, East Carolina, Temple, and South Florida. That's your current 11 partners. Yeah. You could throw BYU in and put the 12th. You could grab four Big 12 teams that want to distance themselves. Maybe you grab the maybe you grab Texas Tech and Baylor and put them in there with SMU and Houston. 
Those are the only two Texas teams, right? It wouldn't surprise me also, considering um, Boise's love affair with ESPN and Boise being upset with the Mountain West Conference from going away from ESPN in their latest yeah. TV contracts, and also Boise trying to get out of the that conference altogether and go to the AAC. It wouldn't surprise me if BYU and Boise State plus – what do you say? They've got 11 teams in there now? 11 teams right now. Plus three or four try to get you to 16. But I don't know. I mean, if you're going to be BYU, if I were BYU, I'd be like, I want somebody else with me in the mountain region. Yeah. And if you could bring BYU and Boise State, that would be a, a coup. That would be a coup. That would be big. I mean, I... I have not talked to anybody in the Mountain West about this, but I would be surprised if that isn't on some level part of the plan. There's some correspondence over there. Yeah. In, in that purpose. Just to, just to test and see. Okay, well, all right, ESPN. You're the one trying to, to build this and persuade this. And let's just go offline. You and I. Let's go offline. Yeah. All right, so let's say BYU and Boise State. And, uh, and let's say... Baylor, TCU. Yeah, three other Big 12 members. Yeah. What what kind of distribution are we looking at? What, what can you get us to? It's a good conference, fun conference. And I, I think that that would be a conference that at some point, certainly when we see the expansion to yeah of the college football playoffs, that's going to have a guaranteed bid. Yeah, well. In expansion. Yeah. Not in not in current format. No. But I would like that conference. I'd like to see BYU in that conference. All right, there you go, Hanson Scotty, wrapping up uh, what's going on. Your their thoughts about uh, what happens with BYU. I, I will say this: I do think ESPN is is pulling the strings on a lot of this. I mean, we get we dug into it a little bit uh, more deep yesterday. But is it a coincidence that uh, that ESPN takes over all of the rights to the SEC? That now is when Texas and Oklahoma choose to make their move. I mean, there's this put the pieces together here, people, and then the you know. The, the Big 12, and I did see ESPN's official response to the to the Big 12 cease and desist, and I uh, I laughed and, and found it hilarious. And, yeah, you're never going to find anything official to pin on ESPN, but you can't tell me that they're not – their opinion is not swaying things. Because it is, and it does with BYU, and it has since they partnered up to go independent and – you know, as long as it works for ESPN, BYU is going to be able to do it. Of course, Scotty alluded to that in the clip. And so, yeah. What else is uh, BYU relied on ESPN for? I mean, honestly, bowl berths, neutral site games, um, big games in NFL stadiums. You know, they've they've put together advertising, a lot of, and it's you know what it's it's worked out terrifically well for BYU. And uh, if ESPN pushes them to join the American Athletic Conference, my guess is that's exactly what BYU is going to do. Probably in their best interest, too, because ESPN, I mean, don't forget, corporations, ESPN, Walt Disney, they're out for their own success. So, you know, they're probably not going to put you in a position to fail because if you fail, they fail. That's probably where the Big 12 made its biggest mistake. They crossed the TV networks. They bit the hand that that feeds them. (laughs) Honestly, 
their ego got too big for they they didn't know their role. They pretended like they matter. They don't. Their opinion certainly doesn't. All right, stay tuned. We've got a market update coming up next. Jeremiah Jensen uh, from uh, KSL Sports is going to drop by the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour live from Tokyo. Uh, I, I'm assuming very early in the morning there, right? Early tomorrow it'll be, morning? It'll be 7 a.m. Friday, yeah. He, he said he could do 4 a.m. I thought, oh, no, we'll give, you, we'll give you some time. So we'll, we'll check in with him about uh, what's going on over there in, uh, in Tokyo. I was I was I was very pleased to see that Sony Lee took home the gold in uh, women's gymnastics. Great story. Sorry we couldn't see Simone Biles, and I know we haven't dug into that a ton. I I honestly uh, wish we could have seen her compete. Uh, you know, say nothing else. You know, you want to see the best compete at the highest level. Uh, but uh, thought that's a great story in and of itself. Uh, Sony Lee stepping up and uh, bringing home gold. Thought it was pretty cool. So we'll talk to Jeremiah about that coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Rondo Felberg will join the show at 5. It is the big show. A market update is next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Rises and fires for three. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. You're but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA Draft to free agency and on to the summer league the zone will be with the jazz every step of the way as the jazz front office builds for the future your exclusive home of utah jazz basketball is right here on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 128 of The Zone. Gordo will be back coming up next Monday. It's time for a market update brought to you by our friends at trydaytrading.com. Now everybody can be a day trader. Visit trydaytrading.com. Let's get a look at the markets. Let's start with the Dow Jones. Up 153 points. Yes! Bedlam! The S&P up 18 and a half points. Ba-bing, ba-bing. And the NASDAQ up... Fifteen and a half points. Rudy. <laughs> he saved the best for last. Uh, I love that. Uh, I wish luck cared more. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's exactly uh, what uh, that's exactly what he's missing. Uh, real quick here, we've got another trade in the NBA. As man, the the movement has already started and it's coming fast and furious. Qu- according to Woj. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are acquiring Timberwolves guard Ricky Rubio, a 2022 second-round pick, and cash for forward Tarian Prince. All right, a little more minor of a deal. I wonder if Ricky's feelings are hurt. So where's Rubio going? To Cleveland. From Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah, his feelings are hurt. He Well, his feelings were hurt by the Jazz, and then his feelings were hurt by the Suns. 
And maybe we probably shouldn't say these things because maybe by the end of the night he's here again. He's I don't back. Know. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky's Meow. back by the end of the day. You never know. That was a great uh, commercial. It was. And Ricky's a great person. He just got a, got a little uh, sensitive sometimes. He did. You know what I, I thought was an awesome story about Ricky that I thought said a lot about him? His first all-star break here in Utah. You remember this? That he got in the car and he toured around. Uh, Rented an RV. Yeah, yeah, central and southern Utah. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to bounce around and find out what this state is all about. I always thought that that was pretty awesome. That's what I liked about Boris Diaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 100%. And maybe, you know, it's a kind of a renaissance mind that where you are, learn about it, love it, and experience it. That's great. Well, I mean, if, if you want to do a jazz take on this, you know, rookie, Ricky Rubio's got one of those. Uh, you know, he's a veteran. He's got a mid-range contract. And those are those are tradable. You know, those are movable. You look at, uh, you know, Joe Ingles signed a very nice contract extension a couple of years ago with the Jazz. And I'm sure ideally for both parties, you know, he serves out that contract in a Jazz uniform. But the truth is at some point during the life of it, you become one of those mid-range contracts that makes trades possible. And, you know, if a, if a Joe Ingles gets moved tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. Or, or a Derek Favors, you know, one of these players that, uh, you know, the franchise uh, really appreciates and that the fans adore. But when it comes to the business of the NBA, you know, you've always got to be looking forward and uh, looking to make your team better. And the Jazz yeah. don't have a whole lot of moves that they could possibly make. So my guess is that, uh, and this is uh, surely a guess, that we're gonna we're gonna see a, a player that jazz fans like maybe move tonight. Yeah, it's easy to trade a Demarcus Cousins. It's a lot harder to trade a guy that you really like and you've come to know their family and he does a radio show and on and on and on. That's when I think of a job like what Justin Zanuck does. That's where I would fail miserably. Not to mention all the other areas, but that would be an, my number one problem is drawing that hardened line between business and personal. Because he's got to make those decisions. That's his job. Uh, Dennis Lindsay told us that that was his least favorite part of the job, right? Indeed. And that was that was around the time when they were making the difficult decision on George Hill. Somebody Dennis Lindsay had a personal connection to. Um, they drafted him uh, in San Antonio. Um, always said when they when San Antonio flipped him for Kawhi Leonard, Dennis always you know kind of told us that he wanted to work with George again and all those sorts of things. And then they had remember this they had a heated contract negotiation. George Hill ended up passing on the extension and became a free agent after the year. And remember it it didn't go well for George. Remember he fired his agent because he wasn't pleased how it all played out. But I think uh, you know Dennis told us that was a, that was a really hard time for him because. You have to separate out what's best for the team and what you personally think. And I would guess, Austin, to your point, that would be something that would be extraordinarily difficult. Extraordinarily difficult. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Jeremiah Jensen from KSL. He's in Tokyo. He's covering the Olympics, and he's on the show next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.